I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 77, I'm going to talk to Kiki and Maya Suerlan from Jakarta, Indonesia. Kiki and Maya are disciples and business owners in the Jakarta Church. Their corporation encompasses 40 different companies employing over 5,000 people. Reached out to by Harlem and Vanya Salim, the church leaders, they started with a ministry of five couples and now have over 300 business and bank owners, architects, resort developers, former mafia leaders, and nationally known celebrities and performers. If you've ever wanted to know how to reach high net worth individuals and influencers, find out how they did this in this episode of the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I'm so happy today to be talking to Kiki and Maya Suerlan from Jakarta. Kiki and Maya, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. I know that it's, I know it's very late there. It's uh, seven o'clock in the morning here, but I know it's <laughs> very late there in Jakarta. Thank you so much. I, I know you're busy. Let me ask you this. How did you guys become Christians? Well, you know, some 16 plus, you know, years ago, you know, as a book of Daniel says, those who walk in pride, God is able to humble. <laughs> a very prideful man. At that time, uh, you know, married to my job and uh, neglected my family big time. Mm, me and Maya were practically just roommates. I traveled the world for business, whatever business is. I mean, I'm there in the US, Japan, you know, I work you know, weekends, Sundays in the Middle East, Riyadh, Jeddah, Brazil, everywhere around the world. I rarely go home. Um, you know, it's bad. I mean, my my son called me uncle because the father is not around. You know? <laughs> I, I come back. If I ever come back, uh, maybe 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. And uh, my kids uh, will be sleeping by then. And by the time they went to school, uh, when the father is still sleeping and my weekend is playing golf, mm. entertaining uh, customers and, you know, uh, doing all sort of uh, sinful nightlife. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just basically a terrible, terrible guy. Mm. You know, um, have a bunch of business. Uh, you know, with uh, many different uh, you know uh, companies. But uh, you know, my life is a mess. Mm. But God humbled me down, and uh, we were hit by China competition from China. We were mainly at that time were in textiles and clothing, and you know, uh, Chinese competition came up and. The company suffers, the company bleeds, uh, lost money. But uh, being the number one guy, I tell people, you know, uh, the boss is always right. But I start losing sleep for two years. But I cannot tell anybody, I mean, you know, 
not even my wife because it's just lonely at the top on me me fighting on my own right and we had uh, many companies at that time and uh, one start uh, losing money and one after another until about two years I could not even comb my hair I got uh, rheumatoid arthritis um, I got you know I went to see all the doctors in Singapore and the doctor tell me you are you I know your immune system attacking your joints but they don't know what I know what it is I'm stressed out you know I sleep like three four o'clock in the morning and been trying to figure out what am I going to do here and uh, I was just so tired and you know it's a two years thing uh, it's a two years battle mm. until somebody uh, brought me and introduced me to Harlem and then um, you know he asked would you like to study the Bible and of course very immediately I said no you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be your friend <laughs> but not studying the Bible <laughs> you know but I still got more stress out until one day I give up mm. and uh, text him um, uh, text him uh, at that time no WhatsApp uh, mm. text message you know uh, in the middle of the night you know would you you know uh, I would like to study the Bible would you teach me wow you know the first thing that crossed my head as I text that um, hopefully he doesn't see the message right <laughs> 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 but God is good. He, he doesn't text me back, but he called uh, like, you know, one o'clock or so. And then he called, hey, you want to study the Bible? And that's great. I said, oh, oh, I got a point of no return here. <laughs> he came over to my apartment. You know, I was at the Four Seasons apartment at that time. Um, and we went to the furthest end of the garden where nobody's around. I'm so ashamed to be seen carrying the Bible, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. I, I wrapped my Bible in a in a newspaper because <laughs> I was so ashamed of it. <laughs> that's how bad it gets. Yeah. But that's how I started. You know, he he, he he say one thing to me. I still remember what he said. Kiki, now you start reading the Bible. Maybe someday the Bible will read you. Ooh. You know, I said in the back of my head, yeah, no way. You are a preacher. I'm a businessman, <laughs> and this thing doesn't apply to me. So he asked me to start reading. I said, remember, I started reading John. And then he looked, you know, he you know, started reading John. To be honest, the only reason I read, you know what? Because he'll come back next week. <laughs> you know? And I feel bad he gave his time and I don't even read, you know. Right. So that's the only reason I read. You know, uh, at least, you know, I, I have to do my homework. You know? So every week he came over, over and over. But uh, sure enough, I think, you know, about five weeks or so, the Word of God is living and active, sharper mm. than any double-edged sword. Mm. I start getting really confused. And I said, how come my whole life is in this old book? Yeah? This book is thousands of years old. Wow. How come my life is in this thing? Yeah? Mm. So that was uh, what amazes me. And, uh, you know, I go after it and I start reading deeper. I have not stopped practically reading until today. <laughs> you know, it's been a good, uh, you know, 16 years. Uh, took me one and a half years to study the Bible. Wow. I fought with Halam. I argued with him big time and everything else <laughs> because of my pride. But at the end of the day, God wins. Wow. I gave up my life on my 40th birthday. Mm. I was baptized on my 40th birthday, 0000 midnight. 
So life ends at 40 and life begins at 40. That's But I have my life back again with Maya. Uh, you know, she's my best friend, my lover. You know, we are like this now. Oh. Uh, my two kids who were strangers <laughs> become great buddies. Both of them become disciples now. They're all studying the Bible with people, helping people. Uh, just so grateful to God that give me my you know family life back give me my life back again so i'm 56 going 57 now uh, it's the best decision of my life wow you know um, since i was 40 and i i enjoy it in the first couple of years i thought it couldn't get any better mm. i'm going to my 17 year and it's still getting better every day that's great and it's still growing i'm still enjoying it uh, you know every that's single great. day as it comes Maya, how about you? What what was it like from your perspective becoming a Christian? Well, I, I was a religious person, uh, church goers, very active when I was young. I'm very active in the church when I was young. So um, when I got married with Kiki, the first uh, criteria that I asked is that I want to get married and blessed by the church, <laughs> you know, in the church. Right. So, you know, like I thought my life would be great, our marriage would be great, but, you know, relationship was not good, everything was not good. I mean, like, you know, financially we, we are okay, but relationship, we didn't have any relationship. So I was very lonely. I was empty. Uh, came to church every Sunday, but <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so when somebody um, was, uh, Linda actually was telling me that she was studying the Bible. I said, Linda, I want to study the Bible. You know why? Because I was so ashamed. Mm. I've been uh, going to church my whole life, but I didn't know anything. I didn't know God. Wow. I didn't read my Bible. I didn't pray. You know, I was just coming to church every Sunday and I thought it's enough, but it's not enough. So wow. When I studied the Bible, then I realized that, you know, like God have a great plan. Mm. And I wish I knew earlier, you know, my life would be better. I would understand better, I would, you know, I would be better person. Right. I would better wife, better mom. Wow. I wish I knew earlier. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a new life. It's a, it's a, a special life that God arranged for us. Mm. Kiki, let, or Maya, let me ask you this. What was the biggest change you saw in Kiki as he became a Christian? Like how did how how did you know? Whoa, this is really my husband is really changing. Oh yes, it's amazing. I feel like it's um, I feel like it's um, a miracle. It's a miracle. Kiki changed a lot. Kiki changed a lot. Um, I think maybe hundred eighty. <laughs> Not 360, 180 degrees. I mean, like, he was 
only thinking about himself, about the the business and his hobby. Mm. He never. What what was like, what was his hobby? Rob, I was playing golf. I see. Rob, just to imagine how bad I was <laughs> you know, before on our first child when we almost have our first child. I said you have to get the dead baby born by that date because the next day I have a meeting overseas. You know, I have a meeting. You know, out of time. I don't care how you do it. You, you, I, I need you to get that baby born on that day. <laughs> so she did a squat jump and up and down the stairs to get the baby out. You know? <laughs> That's how terrible I am. Oh my gosh! You know, um, you know the old Kiki is just absolutely terrible. I go everywhere with the bodyguard, and uh, you know. Uh, You know, I'm, you know, everybody, everybody's very scared of me. That's how I, you know, that's how bad I get. I bet. But, uh, you know, um, I, I fell for her. I fell for her. I, I'm glad she persevered with me for, you know, almost a dozen years here. Wow. <laughs> so, well, you know, you, um, Maya, so you have two kids, Matthew and Madeline. Madeline and Matthew. And they're both disciples now. That's amazing. That Congratulations. That's great. Now, so Kiki, you're, can you tell me a little bit about your business? You, you mentioned that it was a financial crisis and pressure competition from China in your textile business that caused you to really think about God. Um, what, has your business changed? Are you still doing the same thing? What are you doing right now for work? I'm still uh, pretty much uh, you know, uh, do the same thing. But thank be to God, I think since I become disciples, the business has grown, you know, in a multiple fold from where it was, you know. Uh, now the group has uh, expanded into a different, we were originally from textiles and clothing, you know, and then later we do apparel retail. But now we also do furniture, we do apartment buildings, we do office uh, commercials. We do hotels and uh, resorts. Uh, you know, uh, God is good. You know, God has uh, blessed, and things have uh, grown. You know, we operate uh, some almost 40 companies in you know, five uh, thousand plus employees. Five thousand plus employees. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so five thousand plus employees. So you started in textiles. And then you've you've expanded into real estate, into retail, clothing, and uh, resorts, things like that. How how large is the business in terms of just? Can you share with me uh, what you know the the net profits are? Not net profits, but the the gross income of the, of the business. What kind of a scale are we looking at here? Yeah, we are we are blessed. We are blessed that things are. Things are growing, you know. They, you know, they are, you know, more than you know, five thousand employees. We, we operate almost forty, uh, you know, forty uh, companies across uh, the region. You know, few, you know, uh, uh, few, few within, you know, uh, within the neighboring countries around here. Yes, that's amazing. Forty different companies within your your holding company. That's amazing. Congratulations. Now, how did you get started in that? Are, is that From your family, or was your dad in in the textiles? How did you get started? Did you take over your your dad's company? Uh, my dad founded the company some 52 years ago, 
um, but unfortunately he passed away when he was 53. I was uh, 24 years old at that time. I just uh, graduated from the States, actually from USC, and I came back to Indonesia. And uh, two years later, my father passed away. So I was in a way thrown into the deep end. I was 24 and suddenly I had to run companies, factories and all that. I have no idea what it's all about. But uh, that's how I start, you know, my career, you know, some 30 plus years ago, you know, um, you know, my, my father, you know, uh, you know, started a, a textile company. That's how, you know, he initiated that. That's really, and I was uh, studying with that some 30 years ago. Yes. Okay. So how did you guys meet like originally? Like, were you guys high school sweethearts? Did you meet at US? Did you meet at you? Did you meet at USC? My, my life before was only office, office and office and nothing else. So I met, I met Maya in the office. So I worked for him, Rob. Okay. So you, were you like a secretary? Are you working in a different department? She was in sales. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah. so two, I, I work around the clock in the office in, in those days. Got it. Okay. So you're working overtime and you, you guys met and fell in love. Mm, yes. Uh, in a way, I know I spotted her and, you know, uh, finally, you know, uh, we fell in love. That's great. Good for you. Okay. So tell me, you you felt financial pressure. You're feeling you're you're getting symptoms of arthritis. You're feeling pressure. You're not sleeping. Your marriage is struggling. It's you know you're you're really having a, some challenges. What did Harlem and Vanya do to reach out to you? Like how? What were some of the things that they did to to help you? What do you remember? They love us. They love us sincerely uh, with their heart. And they show real life example, not just theological stuff, but they show what is this uh, to to live a real life, mm -hmm. to be a Christian, and that's uh, and they sincerely love us from the heart. And you know, Halo persevered with me for one and a half years with my pride, you know. So you know, uh, fought with him, argue with him, you know, everything uh, big time. But uh, you know, I, I yeah, I, I challenge him about dinosaurs and everything else we did wrong. Dinosaurs. I'm glad he persevered with me. <laughs> it took me one and a half years until finally I, I you know I gave up my life for Christ. Wow, that's amazing. So he persevered with me. He was patient with me. Okay. Hmm. Well, since that time, you you guys have reached out to so many people, and that's I think that's what's so amazing is that you've built a network of relationships of disciples who are influencers in the country. How do you, how do you do it? Like what's, what's your method? You know, if someone's listening and they're like, man, I'd really like to, I'd like to reach out to people at work or in my business or in my field. To be honest, I, there's no <laughs> recipe. They, I don't know the answer to that, to be honest. All I know is that let's get ourselves connected to God and let us be used by God. And one way or another, miraculously, God used us to help other people, you know. So the only thing I think uh, I can think of is just make sure we are really connected to Him up there and let Him use us. And um, 
just love people sincerely you know uh, patiently uh, love them like the bible says love never fails mm. and somehow i just planted the seed somebody you know up of water it got make it grow i don't know what bro okay uh, and then uh, people just get attracted they come um, they want to study the bible you know some some study for years we become friend for years some study for a few months um but god is good you know you know they all you know one by one you know it's not us who do the work wrong you know right. it's, it's god right we just uh, we just stick to, close to him persevere with him through all the challenges right and then uh, god make it grow yeah now my my uh, let me ask you this can you can you share about some of those who've become christians and what they're doing for work and um actually um it's not that we uh reach them out but one of our neighbor um become disciples also one of the couple in the, our neighbor become disciples uh when they met another neighbor who studied the bible with Kiki in the lift <laughs> so he's he's like interested what are you doing you know bringing your bible i said oh i'm studying the bible with kiki and then he said okay can i join man i didn't even reach out to yeah, that god god just gave it to yeah. me wow <laughs> we didn't have to reach out and you know like but basically i feel like people are attracted because of life changes people can see how kiki changed how our relationship changed our marriage gets better um our children also you know do better and people are attracted to that right attracted to a a a good relationship right in a family especially husband and wife i think they are attracted to that right that's one thing that harlem and vanya shared with me at one point is that they really try to help people with their marriages and that that has been very very helpful can you tell me about how that's working for you Yes, I think um, to, just to be with people and they can see how much we enjoy our marriage. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, many business people like me before, uh, their marriages suffer big time because many, you know, successful businessmen are married to, you know, their job first, you know, just like me before. So when they see we can be happy and, you know, um, when we be righteous with God, God also bless us and business also grow. So when we can see there is a better way to live a life and do business um they 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 have an aha moment wow there is a better way to do it then that's how they get attracted to studying the bible and you know eventually becoming uh, disciples that's great one by one just came around now you lead a a company a uh, a family of companies of 40 different companies 5000 employees how how do you reach out evangelistically you're the boss i mean it seems does isn't that awkward i mean it seems like it would be difficult for you to try to reach out um as the boss how do, how do you navigate that sorry you repeat the question sure sorry i know we froze up there a little bit yes how do you you're the boss of a company that has it's 40 different companies with 5000 employees 
how do you reach out? Do you reach out at work? How do you do it? How do you balance your your work and your your mission? Rob, um, my time in the office, I'm two days, you know, in the office or maybe maximum three days. My main office, it's outside, you know, helping people, studying the Bible with people. <laughs> you know, my, 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 my corporate office is my, is my side job. My main job is uh, studying the Bible with people. <laughs> yeah. uh, so me and my, uh, uh, we disciple people, we, you know, counsel people, you know, we, we study the Bible with people. That's, that's my main office. You know, my main office used to be in the malls and the cafes and, Everywhere else, studying the Bible with people. I mean, you know, uh, I left my I left my corporate office. I mean, uh, that I, I let my other people run professionals run the company. Wow. Uh, all I do is do uh, do an opening prayer on shareholders meeting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, my main office, you know, my main office is uh, studying the Bible with people. You know, so you know, uh, I reach out to most people outside. Uh, outside the organization, outside the office, actually. Okay. You know, yes, there are a few people in the office become disciples, but most people who become disciples are, you know, people of the world who, you know, who met us, you know, uh, in the world. That's amazing. Okay. Can you, can you share some inspiring conversion stories of people that you've reached out to business owners or medical professionals, anything that stands out to you where you go, that was really powerful. What God did in their life. There are quite a few. I mean, God is good. We were some 16 years ago, we were five couples. You know, there's how we all started five couples who don't know what it is, just want to obey and do our best. We don't even imagine what it will be, you know. Um, but, you know, like I said, we just planted the seeds and then some water it and God make it grow. Today, that five couples, uh, almost 16 years later, becoming almost 300, you know, 300 people. Wow. Almost becoming 300 disciples. But uh, among them, there are many, uh, for example, uh, a neighbor was a famous, uh, you know, uh, you know, fam- famous mafia in the whole of Indonesia. <laughs> but you know? wow. he was very scared of the guy. I don't even know who the guy is. Met him in the lift. He said, I want to study the Bible. I said, okay. You know? <laughs> so... You know, turn out turn out to be I mean, he's a huge big mafia. You know? So he was in the mafia in Indonesia. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a huge big fixer in the whole of Indonesia. Oh my gosh! Uh, wife uh, wife sell guns by the container loads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but God is good. You know, he, you know they they both become disciples and they enjoy being disciples. You know, their son just got baptized yeah. a few days ago. Last you know, last week. You know, and they all enjoying their life. And you know, needless to say, their marriage is you know upside down. You know, from where they were before. You know, so you know, uh, he's a super narcissist, of course. Yeah, but. Um, he become disciples. We had bankers. We had architects. We have, uh, you know, we have all, all sort of people. We have we have people from the street to from the lowest, you know, people from the street to uh, powerful, profe- you know, powerful business owners all across the board. Wow. You know, I'm not not only business people become disciples. I have people from the street who become disciples too. So we, you know, we do, you know, 
we open our doors for everybody basically yeah right so whoever wants to make it you know that's amazing so how how do you balance that it must be challenging when you've got people that are very poor people that are just you know like you said just straight up the street and then those who are well established in their businesses wealthy how how does that work in in a church environment you know we we of course uh, we you know we work together they all work uh, side by side but yes they have uh, they have uh, i look after quite maybe seven different groups now seven different groups and you know yes i mean you know certain you know uh, you know there are different groups because you know i think it's easier you know for you know, people of the same you know social level to mingle together and you know, they can relate to each other better but other than that, they all connect well as brothers and sisters, you know, so they all can enjoy life uh, together at the same time. That's great. Maya, let me ask you this. What, what helps in reaching out to high net worth individuals? What, what do you find is, has really helped you to reach people? Um. I basically is an introvert person. I don't really like to socialize or talking to strangers or talking to people, but um, I know as a disciple, I need to reach out to people and, you know, um, and help others to get to know God. So uh, basically I know that the wish of uh, a wife is to have a good relationship with the husband. And usually I will, you know, when I met people, I meet people, I will just talk about my marriage, how my marriage was so bad and then how, you know, God really uh, turned it around, you know, like magically and, you know, and usually the wives are all, you know, they are all interested because, <laughs> you know, whether they are, you know, like a simple person or they are, you know, high uh, and, you know, strong, uh, well-connected or whatever, you know, they're longing for a good relationship, right. especially with, you know, in the marriage. Mm. And, you know, talking about marriage is always interest them. Mm. So it started with my sharing about marriage. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. What, what, could disciples in their prime years, in their, you know, in their 40s and 50s and 60s, what could they do to build a network of friends and bear fruit for God? Because, you know, for many people, they feel like, okay, my best days evangelistically are over. You know, once I'm out of college and younger and, you know, no one's open in middle age. And what would you tell those people? I think just leave for Christ. Just live a life as a disciple and yet let your life shine so people can see your good deeds and praise, you know, our Father in heaven and they get attracted. That's all. And I think in everything that we do, uh, just practical day-to-day -day life, you know, living honestly with integrity, you know, with, you know, with sincerity, go, going extra mile to love people, you know, persevere with people. You know, uh, love your wife, respect your husbands. You know, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, love your children. 
um, pay your taxes, you know, <laughs> you know, basic stuff. You know, I think um, people can see that, and I think you don't have to be religious. Um, just, just be righteous, and I think people are somehow uh, attracted to that. You know, just, just live a normal life, but you know, um, be, be, a, be a light, be a light in the, in this uh, dark world. That's powerful. Let me ask you this: How do you, how do, you, how do you balance your relationship with God and a busy work life? It's, it's can be the, the especially the forties. Can, in 30s, 40s can be the pressure cooker years, you know, just where there's, you've got kids, you've got your business, you've got your marriage, and then you've got a relationship with God. How do you balance that and 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 be successful? Good, good question. Very good question. Maybe, maybe I'll ask Maya. What do you, what do, you do, Maya? Go ahead. In, in reality, beside the time management, there's no balance actually, Rob. You know, seek first his, you know, uh, you know, his kingdom and his righteousness, and everything will be given. You know, just be, just be righteous with God. It's good for business. It's good for work. You know, um, business grow. You know, when you are righteous with God, so there's no real balance. You, you, you do time, good time management, of course. Yeah. But aside from that, um, give everything, including your business, your work, your life your ministry, whatever that you do in the hand of God, God make it grow, mm. you know, including businesses. I mean, just um, all my key person, all my director here and there are so getting used to it now <laughs> that they are now praying without me present. <laughs> you know, without me around, they pray because they know, every one of them know that there is a God helping us through these challenging times. I mean, wow. we're going through COVID times here. I mean, everything goes upside down, mm. you know, but we went through last year, like, given mana every you know every month by god and i mean it's hard to feed take care of the payroll of five thousand people when the orders are you know going through the floor i mean i don't know where it's come from you know but one way or another god give me a mana every month and uh, and everybody still work and you know without me having to say they know god is helping us you know wow. so what i'm saying is um there's no balance wow um our life right with God and everything falls into place. That's Set powerful. the right cornerstone and everything just falls into place, bro. Okay, so what I hear you saying is like, you feel like even in the middle of COVID, you've been able to meet payroll for 5,000 people. It's almost like yep. the manna from heaven. Yes, and that- I don't know how, to be honest. I don't know how. My director, I had lost to him, and I don't know how. You know, somehow I got orders from... You know, from Europe, from you know UK, some hospitals, you know, nurse uniform, masks. I mean, I don't know. Just God give me a money. Jesus offers many, many warnings about the dangers of wealth, money. There's, there's many thoughts about money, and and how do you succeed in your business? and stay fired up. You know, Jesus talks about the the third soil where people get into the third soil and the desires for other things, um, the deceitfulness of wealth chokes them out. And that's not your situation. It's completely not your situation. How have you managed to avoid that trap and stay in that fourth soil? The temptation is always there. I mean, you know, honestly, the temptation is always there and we just have, number one, you have to be aware of it. 
But I also know one thing, like I said earlier, even in business, even everything else that we do in business and in work, it's all related to our life as a disciple, Rob. When we live a life that is, you know, uh, good with God, it's good for business. Mm. When our life is not good for, you know, our life as a disciple, it's not good for business. Same thing, you know, it, it goes vice versa. You know, manage our time right, prioritize, um, make sure we are all, you know, we are uh, always connected. Make sure we repent all the time, you know. My, my, my biggest sinful nature is pride. Even up to now, I am struggling with pride every day. I need to repent over and over. But uh, whenever I repent, uh, God, you know, bless me again and again. That's all. You know, so my encouragement to everybody who's out there, if you want to be successful in life, in work, in making money, um, get close to God. You know, get close to God. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, guys. It's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. Just get connected with God, and everything comes along. You know, comes along, uh, Rob. And it's it's true. You know, many many very few find this path. They think it's one or the other. It's not. It's not. You know, um, everything comes from Him, and you know, um, yes. Right. Any any final words for those who are listening who want to make this life count? They want to make a difference spiritually. Maya? Let me let me start with Maya. Okay. Seek God. <laughs> Seek God first. <laughs> I think, you know, just like what Kiki said, when you find God, then everything will fall into their places. You know, mm. like God is our priority, then everything will be fine. Mm. Thank you. Love God. Love your wife. <laughs> Love your children, <laughs> love the word of God, and um, everything will be all right. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been fantastic to talk to you. It's very inspiring, and I've, uh, I, I've, I, I've heard so many stories through Harlem about this whole ministry and how it's built. And you were foundational in in becoming Christians and building that ministry. And thank you for your inspiration for disciples around the world. It's it's very encouraging and gives me inspiration. And I think about it quite often right here in Tucson and building a, a ministry of professionals that can help build uh, the kingdom further and to help fund mission plantings. We've got a mission planting going out to a nearby city here in Arizona. And it's powerful what what can be done through godly godly people. And I, I think about your life and it reminds me of some of the Old Testament prophets like Abraham and and Isaac and Jacob and they're you know very wealthy and yet at the same time extremely spiritual people and they're blessed by God. So thank you so much for the your time. Thank you for inspiring us and uh, inspiring my son. My son, our Matthew, son. our son is very inspired by you. Yes. You know, he's still fired up until now. Uh, thank you for inspiring us and really showing real life example uh, for us, uh, Rob. It's uh, it's honor to call you a brother and, you know, pray for us, pray for me so we can, you know, always uh, keep this prideful heart, you know, to repent all the time. That's right. So we can uh, live a life uh, righteous until we finish the race one day. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. 
And I want to thank you today for listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying it, please let me just ask you a favor. Let your friends know about it and how to find it. Tell your church friends and please spread the word. Please pray for the Flagstaff Mission Planting. We're still looking for team members. Give me a call or contact me through robskinner.com. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.